to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 10, Episode <laughs> 24. Smash Australia, by the way. Chris, bit out of practice. Been a whole 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> where would you like to start, sir? Hey, this is the greatest reality show in my eyes ever. (laughs) This delivers on a level that, you know, it's such a come down watching Love Island winding down as well, Dave. You know, we've had a few good episodes. It's been an absolute anti-climax compared to this. And I don't know how they do it, but there's always something. Everyone is just so outspoken. And I've got to say, I'm so pleased that we cover this one as well, Dave, because what a show. Yeah, it's amazing. It just delivers every episode, doesn't it? And and they've done it again. I fucking knew they would. I said they would yesterday. They leave it, and I'm itching to get to Sunday now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally wishing away the weekend before even the weekend has got here. And so it's so annoying. So I'm just going to try and, after we've recorded, block it out of my mind so I don't think about maths and how I'm just waiting to see what will happen with this lot because... <laughs> Oh my word! What what a crop, Chris. We we said right the the UK season, the last one, probably got up to par with Australia. I reckon this is better. There's yeah. something about this. I don't know what the secret sauce is, but this this just seems better, more consistently. We haven't had quite the the villain. I mean, we've had a few villains, but I don't think it's. To the level that Olivia was last season, no, no, she used it, no, and that's debatable because I, I'm, you know, am I saying that because I'm, I'm a bloke and that's how I see it? You know, I see Harrison. The thing is with Harrison, right? It's just so fucking obvious. It's like a pantomime villain almost. But I'm, I'm sure we'll speak about him. But, but regardless of whether I think uh, we've got a better villain or not, I think overall the season is just that little bit better than anything we've seen before. Yeah, it's been brilliant. It's been brilliant. So I'll tell you what, Dave, let's start with Hugo and Taylor. And <laughs> unbelievable. Like, we, we get Hugo. And I'm at the start of the episode, I'm questioning his whole mantra. You mentioned it, and, and it was a little bit of a, a little thing you dropped in, in my mind thinking, is he just here for the fame? He's got to be here. But why the hell is he putting up with this? And we discussed it a bit mm. on the last episode. And I'm like, she's not a nice person. He's never once really actually thrown her under the bus. He's never really said what she's been doing. He's sort of like tiptoed around, even dialogue in the last episode that he was going to fucking make a go of it. And we're all like, why? What are you doing? And then we get this... Claire again. Claire seems to be the one that they seem to pick for any sort of... She's like the the throughput for the series. We have to get Claire <laughs> in because she's quite outspoken. I know she's not the only one, but she seems to be the one who, like, they, they use for this. And, and Claire's had this message from Taylor saying she's gone back to Tassie Dave. And I get thinking, well, this isn't the end of it. And then she's like, Hugo doesn't know. He doesn't know yet. And, I, you know, and I've been on this for a few days. And... and when it comes to her telling Hugo, when he, you know, when he's chatting away, 
he's still fucking deluded as if it's going to work. And I'm like, <laughs> what is he going on about here? He's given a far too much respect and far too much. He, he's sort of happy to take more, the majority, well, nearly all the blame. He's got no chance with her. She won't back down. But I, I don't know what a strange couple. And I, I, honestly, until the end, I was literally saying, like, you are just here for the fame, mate. You're going to you get what you deserve now. Now, I think if we just tackle them, because you, you can almost, can't you? You can carve them off and put them to the side because they weren't part of the main drama. They, they were just their own little drama themselves. I, I couldn't work out, you know, is he just so deluded, you know, that, that he genuinely does think, yeah, we could have another crack at this, uh, you know, because I'm thinking the problem is he, he, he does seem quite sensible, quite analytical. And the problem is when someone says stuff like, oh, why are you going on at me? Why are you, you doing this or why are you doing that? And you start thinking, oh, shit, am I doing that? I didn't realize it was. But maybe now they've said it, maybe they've got something in there. Maybe the problem's me. And Taylor is fucking up there with, you know, her gaslighting abilities. You know, because we, we saw it at the retreat where she's just like, Oh, what are you doing? You're acting. Oh, why do you, why do you feel like this? And, uh, it's just utter nonsense, and it's so easy to spot it when you're on the outside. But imagine being in the thick of it. It's harder to uh, to spot, and you are just questioning everything, you know, and about yourself and that. Chris, there is absolutely zero way that you or I would put up with that shit. And I'm no. sure a lot of people. So, you know, what is it that's keeping him in there? Is it massive naivety? Is is he questioning himself? Or does he just want to stick around for a little bit longer? As for Claire, I mean, if you really want to let Hugo know, just walk three fucking doors down, give the door a knock. Uh, Hugo, uh, yeah, she's just crossing Tassie. She won't be at the dinner party tonight. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's, oh, no, I have to get it all on camera. So, you know, there are things that you could tell they've obviously got, like, almost like handlers who are advising them, oh, oh we need to keep that, you know, because we need to film that bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it was interesting the way it all kind of unfolded. And I think whether it was, you know, what was authentically happening, but all the way through the episode, you're thinking, oh, fucking hell, he's, he's going he's gonna to try and make a go of it. And then when she disappeared, I I, I, I did feel like it's like, no, nah, I'm not having this is the end of it. And sure enough, she turns up at the end of the dinner party, shocks everyone. And then when she starts to give the speech about, you know, basically putting all the blame onto him, you know, but I've decided to give you another chance or something like that. And then, Chris, then we get our fucking Rocky Balboa moment. <laughs> because all of that stuff leading up to that point, you're thinking, oh, God, Hugo, just fucking cut it off. You know, just she's going to walk all over you. She's going to gaslight you all over again. And when he's like, nah, it's all right. You know, look, 
you, you're a great person. I mean, uh, it's stretching the truth, I think. But, you know, you're a great person. I'm a great person. We're Individually, we're great, but, you know, we're not working together. Fuck me. Talk about a face like a slapped ass. She did not like that at all. She wanted it all on her own terms. And, Chris, I was punching the air. I could, you could, in my head cannon, I could hear the Rocky Balboa music. It was fucking brilliant. So without all of that painful buildup, you wouldn't have had that payoff where he finally fucking binned it off on his terms. Chris, I thought he was brilliant. I did. And you know what, Dave? I like the Rocky analogy, actually, because she comes back from nowhere, doesn't she? Everyone's like, oh, my God. You know, and obviously we know, and we're talking about these as a couple. We know in the context of the episode, it was mixed in with all the other drama. But what got me was solely fake. Uh, I'm going to give it another go. And as soon as he went, no, nah, I don't think so. It's not really worked. Uh, you're not right for me. I'm not right for you. You're a really strong-willed person, you know, and all this. And he was he was being nice. He had a face like a fucking pan of piss, Dave. Unbelievable. Because he was on her terms. And when he said, let's go and tell everyone, she still, still was blagging it because she sells to everyone. He's about to tell everyone. They go, uh, yeah, we decided to leave. No, <laughs> you didn't decide to leave, Taylor. He decided to leave. And what got me about her, she's an absolute gaslighter without a doubt, is it's the way she turns it on him like he's done anything wrong. And yeah. all he's, he's just stood there like, he's like open-mouthed, like, I don't know how I'm here. Now, he might not be able to articulate it, to be fair. I've given him a bit of a rough ride. Maybe he's just not a confrontational guy, but I was, I'm with you. I was so pleased that he fucked her off. I just hated the way she had to steal that last bit of thunder as if it was her decision. And it wasn't, it was all him. And I was so pleased for him. I was like, good on you. And I'm so glad you finally told her the truth. Now I did hear Chris yesterday, a little bit of a snippet of an interview with Taylor. And as far as she's concerned, she just got a bad edit because she didn't want to play and do what the producers said. (laughs) I'm like, fuck off. You're a see you next Tuesday. Everyone can fucking see it. Get in the bin. Yeah, 100% get in the bin. And I want a toast in a fucking drink to her, Dave. Not even a glass of water to her. What a fucking, a great character on the show, but an infuriating character as well. She's what we needed, unfortunately. But <laughs> let's get to the main event, Dave. So Bronte and Harrison, we get the, at the start, Bronte gets, starts telling us about the text she's had, you know, it's all over. I must admit, I did write in my notes, Dave, boo fucking who. But at the time, <laughs> because she stuck up for him, ridiculously stuck up for him over everything. We've called a fake all the way through. I still stick by it. And all I kept thinking was, has Harrison cheated again? Has he got someone else's phone number? Is something about to come out about another one of the brides or someone else he's met on a night out with fucking weirdo Dan, you know, the two gaslighters together. I was like, it's something happened. And it not at the moment. However, I've got, I did make me laugh, Dave. When they got to the dinner date, Bronte couldn't burst through that door quick enough to tell everyone <laughs> and take the spotlight, could she, for all the women around her and that. But again, Harrison is a fucking arsehole. He's horrible. What a horrible, horrible man he is. Yeah, but I'm still not having that she's not in on it as well. Yeah, oh yeah, there's something not right. Yeah, they've both come up with this whole uh, storyline. And 
I think <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Because he's trying to turn it on Melinda. It's like, well, you know, when Melinda said that we were a fake couple, I was, you know, really hurt and i had some oh serious questions God. to ask and i was like are you fucking having us on here is this is he gonna give the old scooby-doo he's gonna whip off off a mask and it's like fucking will ferrell or something I, it's just utterly ridiculous i just couldn't believe it but I, again i'm not buying bronte i think the group and again i feel shit if i'm wrong but i fucking i'm 99 sure they have just come up with this. So, you know, after they've not initially got on, they've so, they've had some quiet time to figure out and, you know, create some drama, create something where, you know, they finish the season not, uh, it, it, you know, not together, but they've had plenty of drama. They've really played it up. We know they had those voicemails with her and a mate, wasn't it? The, you know, they, how they're going to ham it up and everything. So, I, I just don't buy it at all. But like I say, all the groups seem to think that, you know, she's been hard done to and she's the victim here. And Harrison, like I say, just absolutely brilliant. But Chris, what do you reckon to Ollie? Because Ollie seems to be almost the voice of the audience. He's he's talking in the, uh, well, they call it ITMs, don't they, in the moment. Yes. And he's like, you know, when Harrison's like crying and stuff, he's not actually crying. There's no tears. I'm like, but you never fucking say anything, do you? No. <laughs> it, it's just annoying me a bit. And again, I know that would be me. I'd be like, oh, fucking, uh, I'm not getting involved in that shit. But for reality TV, come on, Ollie, fucking step it up. I'm with you. I think Ollie's an absolute shithouse, if I'm being honest, Dave. I think he doesn't want to rock the boat. He has said a couple of things, like say the in the moment, the VT stuff, and he's correct, but have a backbone. Actually say something. You know, I, I can't say I've seen any sort of relationship between him and Harrison. Why is he bothered? I'm not saying they're getting to a, a, a kickoff, because maybe he's afraid of Harrison ruining his relationship like he tried with everyone else's who confronted him tonight, Dave, but... I, I, I'm not buying him. I, again, I just think it's just a bit, there's no need for it. If you're so adamant that's happened, why don't you bring it up? He had a perfect opportunity because he had the backup of the whole group at one point. Everyone was backing up each other, weren't they? Nobody mm. believes Harrison. Like you say, the Oscar-winning performance of Harrison <laughs> at the start was fucking ridiculous. And then fake tears, and like Ollie said, but then even John went, this feels fake. You know, the, the experts today went, this just feels fake. It was like... If they're calling you fake, you're basically you're fucked, fucked, you? you're fucked, aren't you? <laughs> Even them, they'll like sort of go, I mean, John's a lot... If, imagine Paul. Paul would have run down with a tissue and gone, no, no, don't worry, man. <laughs> just, 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 just there. Oh, you know, fucking April's coming up soon, isn't it? But anyway, yeah, sorry, yeah, you just yeah, reminded yeah, me there with all, good old Paul. But Chris, right... John, I've given him a lot of credit this season, but did you hear him when he was saying, oh, what's happened to them? You know, because last week they were saying about how great it was. I was like, you're the experts, and you think they just went from being great. You couldn't see through that facade. I just, honestly, I was beside myself when he said that. I was just like, oh, fuck off. How, how can we trust anything you say? 
if you couldn't <laughs> spot how fucking fake that relationship was. Yeah, but, but what got me was when Harrison was doing his, you know, the, the whole crying fake thing. It was when the fucking, they actually edited in some like real sad violin music for a couple, yeah. of, a, couple of, a couple of lines of what he was saying. And even like Duncan's just looking forward like, how the fuck am I sat next to this guy? I know this is fake. He's just too nice a guy. But I love, I've got to say, Dave, I, I, I'm, I keep saying about Evelyn and I'm like, I'm not a fan, but I am a fan in some respects because she doesn't fucking mess about. Straight away on the video, she's like, oh yeah, Harrison with his Academy Award winning performance. Yeah. Melinda calls him out straight away. It's not adding up this Harrison, you know? And then John's like, he's so skillful because it then... So, so the way he does it with with Bronte, which was so bad, and he said he, he turns everything on Bronte, and she, he's like, mm. you know, keep breaking my trust, you know. And she said about you got a girl's number, and he went, oh, and he says it's so deadpan and quiet. He just went, uh, so why are you bringing up the past? And I'm like, know, you're yeah. that was a whole two weeks ago, you're, you know, you're, ancient fucking history. Yeah, it's not like it's five years down the line and you just want to win an argument. So you just bring some up. It's like. Oh, he's a fucking psycho, Dave. I'm sorry. And then he's like, Duncan's like, well, what would make you happy with for Bronte to get? He just he went, well, I want this. I want her to be as committed as I am. And then she said, Harrison. She started kicking <laughs> off, and she's proper kicking off. And she's like, but I'm going to move to fucking Sydney. I'm going to give yeah. up all this stuff. Yeah. And he went, nah, it's a bit wishy washy that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how concrete does it have to be? I will literally move my life to be closer to you. Seems yeah. like you're on the fucking fence to me. Yeah, it's just like, how, how are you even at this fucking point that you, you can sit there and genuinely think you are the, the more committed to the He's just a horrible guy. And everyone kept saying it, to be fair. It's emotional ma- manipulation. And it is. It's gaslighting. It's awful. I mean, we called Dan out and Dan was horrible. And it's no wonder he's Harrison's friends because they're obviously two chauvinistic wankers, aren't they? The pair of them, just absolutely horrible guys. But it got me because what happens then is, so Bronte leaves and I thought she's coming back in here. And I've got to give her credit, Dave. All I kept thinking when she was crying and Lyndall had her arm around her was going, fuck me, that girl can squat. Because she was in that squat position for ages crying, Dave, in them heels. I just kept I'd thinking. Like, oh, my back. I would have like, oh, fucking knees are gone here. I can't, I've got, I can't get up. But So she actually left. I thought she was going to come back in. And she, so it's a fair play to her. She's gone. What happens then is, Claire has a pop at him and she's saying it's emotional manipulation and the mass. And then he says like the loudest mouth with the worst relationship starts smirking. And then she's like, you're a giant red flag. And then it's like, <laughs> then he decides, I tell you what, as he's eating, cause the, the experts are going, he's just carrying on eating it, smirking his fucking cock up. He went, well, Bron- Bronte, dropping Bronte in it. Bronte told me that you're only here to repair your image cause you cheated on him. And I'm like, Wow, but it worked. It absolutely worked. He's an absolute master at this, Dave. And straight away, Jesse's head's going, his hands, he's fucking, well, Harrison's only said what I've been thinking. I've been too scared to say it. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's come back to Jesse and Claire, because I don't want to forget the fact that he tried this. So again, it, it is you could almost study a fucking thesis on him, I'm sure, on on just gaslighting and, and manipulation and group dynamics and things. Because 
when the spotlight is on him and they, and it's going back and forth, he, he's gaslighting Bronte to think she's the problem and he's just this heartbroken, uh, defenseless fucking petal. <laughs> 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 and, and then when that doesn't work, he tried to throw uh, Leighton under the bus and yeah. have a go at Melinda. And he said, well, I hear behind closed doors, you're a toxic nightmare or, or something to that effect. But that, you know, I, I, that was the first attempt and that didn't land because, you know, she, she wouldn't have any of it. Leighton said, you're full of shit, basically. So then when Claire pipes up and he starts having a go at Claire, he throws another grenade, but that one lands. Yes. And I think it's so fascinating to watch his behavior and, and just how, like, not everyone. I still say Melinda has dated people like Harrison, I'm sure, and that's why she's so clued up to some of his behaviors and why he really fucking irritates her. Cued next episode, they're probably in bed together or something, but um, <laughs> all reality TV. But, um, yeah, I was thinking, oh, Jesse, don't fall for it, mate. And then you see there's no mistaking, there's no poker face there, is there? And you can see he's pausing. And then, you know, I, I was glad, actually, it, it took him a long fucking time. And what I would say is, right, as despicable as Harrison is, some of the smirks could have been edited in. You know, we, we couldn't see that single shot. I was going to say Jesse. that. Yeah, yeah. it... it it was just too convenient. I, I felt like that was probably an edit. It might have happened at the same time, but I think they've played that up quite a lot. Because um, I don't think he's that stupid. I don't think he's that stupid to get caught out smirking when someone else in around the table could see him. Yeah, and you know what, Dave? It's interesting you say that because that's the one thing that I caught from that because he can't have been that obvious where someone didn't pull him up for laughing because as soon as... Jesse went. It was like a fucking cat who'd got the cream, wasn't it? And it yeah. happened about three or four times. When yeah. he when he got the nibble, and like you said, and it took him away, and they were like, Harrison, he's a master at this. John was like, he's just a master at it. How he manoeuvres the room, he's such a dominant force. He said as soon as somebody goes at him about his behaviour, he can shut him down and go at theirs. And it, and it does. It's, it's so clever. However, he did get his comeuppance because it was one too many. Because he carried on and Melinda uh, said about his bullshit and said, we all get Evelyn backed her up again. And then Melinda's like, ooh, struck a nerve. Because he tried it with a lady. He went, oh, I rang I rang late and rang you. And you said, uh, I'll try and get out, but I'm not sure I can. And I'll have to sneak out. And he's like, no, that's not what happened. And he was, So they were the, the one where it, it unraveled. And he was just fucking silent one. He has the tall strips <laughs> off him. I was, and, and Rupert piped up because he gave him a bit as well to be fair Rupert and Leighton were the only guys who actually piped up and actually went at him as but Dial as, Rupert well yeah but <laughs> Dial Rupert but because you know he's a bit of a faker and that'll probably come come out at some point but yeah honestly what a fucking episode an absolute <laughs> episode and Harrison did get his comeuppance and I'm sure we're gonna get a right load of bullshit I just hope that the experts go at him because they can't allow this now I know they don't see everything that we see and when they're together and stuff, but they've been, you know, at the retreat or anything, they, they supposedly don't see it, but from what they've seen at the dinner date and stuff and the dinner party, and then when they're going to, they've got to go at him now. It's just nonsense. 
Yeah. And I will never get over that. I will never understand that. Why can't they see a rough cut of what's been yeah. happening in the week? Yeah. They just want to rock up Sophie Monk style. It's like, all right, what's going on? Right. Um, I've got an hour <laughs> or a couple of hours. Let's watch this and we'll just fucking wing it. Um, <laughs> they should fucking watch the rough cut. But um, Chris, what did you make to Jesse's speech? Because I thought for all the drama and all the conflict was that was there, I thought it was a heartfelt speech. It scratched a nerve. And all I kept thinking was at no point. So Jesse's talking about basically, you know, I wondered when Claire wrote stay and I wanted to leave, I wanted to go back to Perth. Is she just doing this to, you know, save face, to, to rebuild her image? So Harrison said exactly the the thing that landed with him. And I'm pretty sure they would have had some sort of conversation. So Harrison didn't just throw that out speculatively. He knew exactly what to say in that moment. And but it, it felt coming from Jesse, it was pretty heartfelt. And all I'm willing Claire to do is to say it's not true. I I really, really like you. But at no point did he do that. And so you just kind of feel like, well, he's nailed it because you've not once denied it that that's what you're trying to do. All you've said is, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, Dave, you're onto something because I was watching a body language and it wasn't. She, I mean, she told him to fuck off and shut up, but there was no substance behind it, was there, where it was before. There's a lot of thought. I think as much as he's a knob Harrison, I think he's right. He wouldn't just yeah. throw, throw that information up. It's whether Bronte's going to now back him up because of what he's just done to her. I think there's some... And it would make sense. It would perfectly make sense after what's happened. Mm. We know that. I mean, Claire's already lied once, you know, and it, and it was a bad lie. And the way she made Jesse, like, made him feel, I, I, I don't think it's... Unfortunately, it's the wrong person to say it and reveal all this, but I'm not completely shocked if it's true. Well, it's not like Harrison's come up with something completely out of fucking left field, is it? We both said it. As soon yeah. as, as soon as she said stay in that episode, it's like, this is ridiculous. You've got no other reason, no real reason to stay here. You yeah. just want to stay on the TV. And like yeah. say, part the subtext to that is repair your image for Australia so that you can do the fucking, you know, interviews after the um, nightclub circuit, whatever the fuck they do. So, yeah, I, I think th- that was landed. And, and even though Harrison threw the grenade, it, it was what Jesse was saying about, you know, I know when someone likes someone, you know, I can recognize that. And that's not what this is, you know, but you with Adam, that was like, you really liking someone we've been together, uh, seven or eight weeks and, and this is not that. And that was at the point where I'm saying, where I'm willing her to say, you know, it's not true. I do really like you, but she just couldn't bring herself to say it. So yeah, that was disappointing, wasn't it? It was, but like you said at the top, Dave, We've got to wait till fucking Sunday now. Yeah. <laughs> <What's this>? Bastards. <laughs> what a great episode. I hope everyone from the UK 
who's tuning in now and catching up on the episodes. Obviously, you're going to be a few weeks before you listen to this one, but I really hope they've enjoyed it, Dave, because to get to this point has just been magic for me, and it's absolutely fucking class. I cannot wait to watch it every night. Yeah, and I think you know there's going to be a lot of people who are um, watching it for the first time. I think it's getting more and more popular in the UK. And yeah. uh, you know what, Chris? I mean, we're on like episode two or three in the UK. I'm fucking tempted to go back. If I'm if I'm deprived of new content <laughs> until Sunday, I might start watching along with the old ones as well. <laughs> but you're going to end up with with Fingy, aren't you, Melissa? Fucking sex maniac, Dave. That's in Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my word. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how quickly you forget you do. who these dead leg celebrities are. <laughs> <laughs> these no marks are, yeah. So, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, if you want to email us, guys, cdrealitycast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast. Chris and Dave's reality TV cast over on Facebook. Come and join the chat, guys. Some great stuff, content being put on there every day. Massive thanks to Tom and Charlene who are always posting links for the episodes if you're outside the UK. And I do actually use Tom's links, Dave, because it's always great where you can just throw it on your laptop and watch it. So great yeah. stuff. So thanks for the links, guys. We really appreciate all your work and effort there. Uh, if you don't support us a bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So today's roll call of honor is... Helen, Alex, Macy, Nicholas, Schmave, Emma, Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Gillian, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Chloe, Noreen, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Susan, Hennessy, Tracy, Look, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kenka Starson. So thank you so much, guys. As we finish maths for the week, we will be back on Sunday with that. A couple of more episodes of Love Island, and then it's all over, thank God, Mr. Horrocks. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <sighs> Oh, forgetting about Love Island for a second there. But um, yeah, just eyes on the prize, eyes on next Sunday for maths. And uh, yeah, just like I say, I'm saying that I will try and put it to the back of my mind just because it will go slower otherwise. Um, But thank you very much, sir. It's always good to chew the fat. Honestly, chomping at the bit to speak to you after I watched that episode. And I felt like I'd run a fucking marathon. It was just like so emotionally draining. But. Yes, but thank you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Thanks to all our supporters, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>